Welcome to Bleeping History You Should Know. This podcast will not sugarcoat facts, I will tell you straight up what the government left out of your history assignments. If you are hungry for historical truth given by a junior historian slash author, then hey, you came to the right place. I am Juanita Stellaro Maldonado, your host and author of 1775 Overlooked Heroines. Thank you for listening to Bleeping History You Should Know broadcast. The topic today is women, are women excluded from history? Is it on purpose or not? So what qualifies me to talk to you about American history and women's history at that? Nothing really, but perhaps by me having a master's of arts in American military history with a concentration in colonial America and 10 years of historical research behind my belt might qualify me. And I purchased over 200 antique books relating to American history. And the oldest book that I have is dated 1750. I have to freaking be careful with that one. Oh, and I'm proud to say that I'm an independent scholar. Yes, which means My hands are not tied to a university, which gives me the freedom to conduct the research I feel is warranted and the research that I want to do, the books I wish to publish, and not have any sway from the university. So independent. And I probably won't become well-known junior historian because I'm not associated with the university. But I'm not worried about that. My main objective is to get the word out there. History taught in public schools are incomplete and misleading. At the worst example, incorrect. I mean, in classrooms and textbooks from kindergarten to 12th grade portrays women as bystanders to history with fewer than 11% of textbooks referencing, you know, references devoted to women. I mean, really, when you pick up your kid's history book and you go through it, how much is it talking about women specifically? Yeah, 11%, homie G, 11%. And speaking of history not being taught in schools, why don't we watch this one clip And for those that are only listening on podcasts and not watching on YouTube, you can hear the audio. Yeah, let's let's roll the clip, shall we? When did Pearl Harbor take place? Ooh, 1960s sometime. Hell no! I feel like it's somewhere in the 80s. 1914 or something. Research statistics. In 2016, journal Slate Magazine surveyed a total of 614 books pertaining to history and discovered only 75.8% of those books were written by men about war and U.S. presidents. And 21% of those books were biographies about men, which demonstrates there is a gap in history written about 
According to a 2020 United Nations study, 90% of men worldwide have biases against women. Well, we know this by the laws that they pass. Yes, we, we know this. Mm -hmm. And as of 2022, 60% of historians are women and 40% are men. Hmm. So why is there still a gap in women's history then? If 60% of historians are women, and 40% are men, why are the 40% getting more recognition than the women? WTF, man. WTF. So let's discuss one woman who was overlooked in history. And I wrote about her in my book. One woman overlooked was Prudence Cummings Wright. Oh, you didn't know about her? <laughs> Honey, let me tell you about her. She was born in 1740 and was the leader of a 40-strong female militia at the Battle of Lexington in Concord. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat myself. She led a 40-strong female militia at the Battle of Lexington in Concord, mm-hmm, which that battle took place on April 19th 1775. Mm. Girl, let me tell you, when I found this out, I purchased every book I can afford regarding the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Yeah, she was only mentioned in two. You see... These books, yeah, she was only mentioned in one of these volumes and one of those volumes, yes, yeah. That's a bunch of BS right there. So what did she do so great? So let me tell you the short story of what she did. So Prudence Cummings Wright and 39 other women knew that the battle was coming to Lexington and Concord. They heard the freaking chatter. So they went and they wore their husband's clothing, their brother's clothing. They had pitchforks, muskets, anything that can arm them. Yeah, this was like Frankenstein type stuff. So they armed themselves and the minute women patrolled the forests and the Jewett's Bridge uh, to prevent any British troops from passing through their town. They patrolled the bridge night and day after the Battle of Lexington and Concord. Now they were uh, they were mustered in that battle. They didn't partake in that battle as much as they wanted to, but they did partake in it. So they patrolled the bridge night and day until they received intelligence that a Brit British forces were expected to cross through their town to relay intelligence. Then one night, while expecting an army of British soldiers, two horsemen approached the bridge from the north. Yep, and one of those horsemen was her brother, and the other one was Captain Leonard Whitening. What a name. And they were both Tories, which 
Tories are individuals loyal to the British and to the Crown. So Captain Prudence, yep, she was named Captain, ordered a halt. Prudence's own brother, Thomas, hearing her voice said, Oh, not one further step, I rise, he cried. Tis my sister Prudence, alas, she would never get me past. That's, that rhymes. She would wade through blood for the rebel cause. Mm-hmm, I don't blame her. She would rather see her dead body fall than to surrender. <laughs> what a chick, man. Her brother Thomas rode off, leaving Captain Whiten, Whitening by himself. What a friend, right? Mm-hmm, loyal comrade he was. So he was easily captured by the Minute Women who had British, and, and the <clears throat> captain had hidden uh, British intelligence in his boot, which were addressed to British General Thomas Gage of Boston. Well, 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 guess he didn't deliver that message, did he? I said that, not her. After taking the British captain prisoner, they paraded him through the town and they held him at the town jail until the Continental Army could come and pick him up. And it was very difficult finding information pertaining to the heroic adventures of these women because the books I showed you only had two sentences. That Prudence Cumming Wright had a 40-strong female militia at the Battle of Lexington and Concord. That was the entire freaking sentence. Not everything I freaking told you. And then the books went off to talk about her husband's escapades. I'm sorry. Hold up. Let's rewind here. You just talked about the only female militia in the American Revolutionary War and you excluding her from history? What the f I can't say that word. So the intelligence was supposed to be delivered to Major General Oliver Prescott of Massachusetts. The Minute Women disbanded after delivery of the prisoner. Even though it was short and sweet, they still need to be recognized. I mean, that's an important part of history that was left out of all the history books pertaining to Lexington and Concord. I mean, mind-blowing. What, what the freak? So when I'm conducting research, I put every individual who participated in the historical event in my book, in my work. But that means I'm an honorable junior historian and those who purposely leave out individuals because of their gender or race are horrible people i said what i said it's true the failure of academia to correct the continuous historical errors of excluding courageous women reflects gender bias against women prove me wrong women are underrepresented misrepresented and ostracized in history textbooks when it comes to writing about masculine roles that women partook in. Y'all men are too freaking fragile. Stop having your feelings hurt and freaking write what women do. My goodness, you guys are a bunch of babies. Masculine roles like soldiers, police officers, warriors, and so forth. I bet you they probably didn't want to write about Joan of Arc but she did such a great thing by leading armies in battle. I think she was only 14 or 15. And then the men killed her because she got too powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The overall goal of this broadcast is to fill in the gaps of history and place women back into the historical narrative. Women are overshadowed and misattributed simply because they're women, which is biased. The reason why I purchased so many American history books is because while I was conducting research for my book, 1775 Overlooked Heroines, I discovered that many women that I wrote about were romanticized and dismissed as myths. In my book, I mentioned over 30 women who participated on and off the battlefield as spies, disguised as men soldiers, were humanitarian during the American Revolutionary War. I wrote a freaking entire book, 280 pages, people. And this is 2023. And throughout time, for almost 200 and so years, no one really wrote in depth about these women. They write them as fiction. It's, it's ridiculous. And I purchased so many American history books in early America because I wanted to get a history book as close to the historical event as I could because it's fresh in people's mind when they write about this. So I read history books. I read soldiers' journals. I read war correspondence letters from General Washington to his other generals. And that's how I found some other women, too. Well, by General Washington's letters. Women who are involved in history are not fictional characters. We are mothers, sisters, daughters. We're the same exact, we have the same exact desires as men. And to think that it we don't is idiotic, honestly. The motives of women to fight in battles or become spies or humanitarians were the same exact freaking motives of men. Patriotism. I want to protect my country. I want to protect my family. I want to protect my farm. Come on, people. Local cities and towns had information pertaining to historic women that was in battle during the Revolutionary War. However, outside of those towns, their names are not spoken. And to me personally, I think that's a crime. I mean, really. Can you imagine if the name of Mother Teresa, Princess Diana, Tina Turner was only known in the region? If only UK knew about Princess Diana and Mother Teresa, and only America knew about Tina Turner and nobody else? I say those names because those are great women. I mean, it's criminal. We all know those names. So why can't we know the names of women who stuck their necks out and did historical brave events just like men? But, you know, who am I? Who am I to point this out? When historians and scholars fail to include female in history books or lectures, this manipulates historical information, which in turn retains the masculine identity of American history and strengthens control over marginalized groups, such as women, all in the name of evaluating men's roles versus women's accomplishments. 
women do not deserve to be omitted from history because various historians may unconsciously have a bias towards women. Tis, tis, tis. Civilized society have become militarized, which needs muscle, physical power, and strength, thus leaving females out of historical explanations because they still need to meet the status quo. Women are underrepresented. When historical publications are considered, history books are largely represented as male. All you have to do is go to a local library, pick up a freaking history book about anything, and it will be mostly about men, 98%. In America, there are over, there's an estimated 2,400 national historic landmarks, chronicles, and only 5% of that is dedicated to women. Let me repeat, in America, there are an estimated 2,400 national historic landmarks in public eye. Only 5% of that is dedicated to women. Mm-hmm. In our National Capitol Sanctuary Hall, there are a total of 112 statues, boo-boo, and only nine are of women. Mm -hmm. There is an estimated 5,193 public outdoor sculptures of individuals in the United States, and only 394, which is less than 8%, are of women. So with the absence of women historic figures in the public eye, this does children a disservice. If they don't, if children don't see women in art books, statues, history books, and only see women depicted as domestic care workers, we're not going to be valued like we should be valued. The lack of women in children's textbooks and curriculum and civic environments sends a clear message that the relative stature of boys and girls is that boys are more important than girls. That's what they're gonna think. That's what they're gonna think. In the early days of American literature, whenever a woman wrote a book, they would categorize the book under her husband or father's name. Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit right there. And if a woman is a sub-author to a book, many times her name was left out. I'm, uh, I'm going to show you a TED Talk that demonstrates a very famous individual left out of history books as the author. Eva Einstein? Does anyone know of that uh, brilliant scientist? One. And she was a physicist married to Albert Einstein. And it has been said that they co-authored several papers and she contributed significantly to his groundbreaking science. 
but because of the prevalent bias that existed during that time, any paper that was co-authored by a woman and co-signed would have carried less weight. So history. That was very interesting, needless to say. I'm, I hope that you learned something during this broadcast. And please continue to listen to my podcast. The goal is to relay history that education systems fail to teach you, common history, especially where did the word Hispanic come from and where did the word Latino come from? My brothers and sisters don't know that. Some, I, I want to relay history. So hopefully you learned something and I thank you very much for tuning in to Bleeping History, you should know. Ciao, ciao. I am not just a girl. I have big ideas. I want to make a difference, be fearless, stand up to injustice, and stand tall because I can do anything I want to do. I have the same dreams as a boy. Why are my dreams viewed as less important? My mommy said we can change that, one woman at a time. So what are we waiting for? Make that change.